0: This is The Legal Impact, the weekly show presented by the University of New Hampshire Franklin Pierce School of Law. Now accepting applications for JD and graduate programs, learn more and apply at law.unh.edu. Opinions discussed are solely the opinion of the faculty or host, and do not constitute legal advice or necessarily represent the official views of the University of New Hampshire and UNH Franklin Pierce School of Law. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead, and we're going to be recording a slew of episodes here on Friday, June 10th from the Kennison Room at the Law Library uh, because it's the Intellectual Property Summer Institute, so I'm taking advantage of that. I have all these IP experts floating around to record various interviews, but I'm going to be kicking it off with adjunct professor Gordon V. Smith. He's also the director of AUS. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Adam.
0: So it's uh, you were talking about right before the show kicked off that actually you were probably at the first Ipsy here at the law school. I
1: believe I was back in 1988, yes. Uh, uh, That was my, and since then I've had a a long relationship with the school. Uh, And uh, while it might seem, I'm an appraiser basically and and I've been a valuation consultant for many, many years, which might seem, unusual to be teaching in, at, at a law school. But uh, the point of it is that uh, 80% of business assets in this country nowadays are intellectual property, not bricks and mortar. And so there are many, many uh, valuation issues that arise with uh, intellectual property. There's uh there are ta- many tax issues and now many international tax issues because uh, intellectual property is very movable and it goes across national borders and tax collectors on both sides of that are become very, very interested. So <clears throat> in order for, uh, for businesses and, and business managers to uh, truly manage their total property, it means they must be very familiar with intellectual property and how to exploit it. And the business of intellectual property becomes very, very important. And that's, that's where, where I've spent a lot of time advising and helping clients uh, solve their problems in that way.
0: and ip valuation intellectual property valuation is one of the key courses we have our students here take at unh franklin pierce in fact you're teaching at the summer during the ipsy program specific on that i i mean specifically for intellectual property attorneys what sorts of like are we talking patents are we talking trademarks are we talking uh like what in the realm of that field are should attorneys or soon-to-be attorneys really keep in mind
1: well, it really covers covers the the entire field of intellectual property, and as a matter of fact, um, when people speak of intellectual property, they they, they start out by talking about patents. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the uh, the crown jewel, but in fact, they are not. Uh, in, in my experience, uh, uh, trademarks are extremely important in today's world, uh, brands, if you will, mm-hmm. and trade secrets. Uh, proprietary technology is, uh, in my experience, often much more valuable than any patents that may, that may be out there. There are many, many patents, but very few of them uh, really get uh, exploited and used uh, in business so well
0: you figure in the consumer market licensing is enormous and yes. so I mean, you go you go to just bring it down bare bones you go down to the walmart and you see all the marvel merchandise and you see all the disney merchandise and such that's there disney and marvel most likely had not, almost nothing to do with it they gave those rights to someone to print the shirts and then walmart the ability to sell it so it's all sorts of transactions yes. that occur
1: yes that's true licensing the licensing business worldwide is is immense And uh, which is, in a sense, again, you might ask, why is valuation of interest in the licensing process? Well, the point is, uh, just like renting your house, you're giving up some ownership Mm -hmm. of your property to somebody else, just a small piece of it, perhaps. But, uh, and you expect to be fairly compensated for it. Uh, And so it becomes a matter of like other business decisions, do I make this investment? Is there going to be a reasonable return for my for my stockholders or my owners if I make this license? Uh, either either as the licensee paying for it, or the licensor who owns it and is giving up a portion of, of ownership, really. It's
0: and a, I imagine like market saturation and such definitely has an impact where you don't want necessarily give out your IP to too many individuals because it's going to mess with whether it's valuable anymore.
1: Very, very true, very true. And we've, <clears throat> we've seen, I'm trying to think of a, an example, I can't off the top of mind, but uh, where a, a brand is so overused that it becomes almost worthless. Uh, and so brands have to be, brands are, and trademarks, um, I treat them really mentally the same way mm-hmm. but they are they're extremely powerful and at the same time very delicate. A brand can be damaged. We always remember Tylenol, the big mm-hmm. recall of that and uh, the Edsel Ford uh, uh, you know and uh, they're memorable examples but uh, it just shows how delicate brands and trademarks can be and so and today copyright and all the things that go with copyright is extremely important because content is content is better than cash these these days everyone is after content for the internet for motion pictures uh, and so content has become very valuable and copyrights are very also very difficult to protect
0: mm-hmm. and you've been in the industry for a very long time i'm assuming this this harkens back to when i was in high school like drm protection and such i mean that must have been an important tool to protect the ip
1: yes yes it is and uh, but i'm um, in a lot of ways i think the 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 law has not caught up to the technology and the the ability of people to use copyrights and exchange content. And it is property, and it can be extremely valuable property, um, but I'm not sure that the law has been kind of chasing these problems, figuring out how do we protect it. Uh, if I put something, uh, I do a lot of photography, if I put one of my pictures on the internet, well, it's pretty much gone yeah
0: pretty much i think
1: i uh and so uh, if someone decides to use that for a national advertising program i guess i just have to say well good luck thank you
0: (laughs) yeah i I mean terms of service with these different social media providers must be the bane of your existence (laughs) yes yes
1: yes and and that's that's one of the the areas of of uh, you know that of really new intellectual property, Um, information-rich databases are present today, and they they were not 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Databases, yes, but not information-laden ones, which are really very valuable. And we have a lot of people who are doing influencing, and what is the property there? Is there any property there? Um, So there are a a lot of questions that go with that
0: and i'd imagine i mean this goes to is a story all this time where lawmakers aren't able to necessarily get ahead of the ball or do you feel like it's because of this just drastic uh breakneck pace that we've been having with technology evolution over the last 30 years
1: well i think it's both uh certainly the the breakneck pace is there uh and yes i would agree with you l- legislators haven't caught up to it, and and uh, definitely not. Matter of fact, I, I think that uh, right now is a is really wonderful opportunity for anybody in the intellectual property world, be it consultant like myself, or be it attorneys that that uh, uh, concentrate in it because uh, because of what's what's going on. I mean, the metaverse. Mm-hmm uh cryptocurrency blockchain ntfs uh all of that is is blooming now it's in a state of disarray now yeah. as I, as, as, I would say and because of that i think many people might kind of ignore it well there's well, what's an ntf i don't know what an ntf is and it's besides i read about all kinds of fraud and and million dollar auctions and stuff, it's just foolish. But my feeling is that behind all that, there is, if properly developed, all of these things can be extremely serious in the business world mm-hmm. in terms of international transactions, that sort of thing. And so I think we're standing on the threshold of, of, of some very large events for for people in the ip world what's what's
0: some specific technologies in the realm that uh, intellectual property lawyers should keep an eye out for when when it comes to these new blockchain technologies is it the the securing of like bitcoin for example is like is like the uh the poster child for the movement basically although that's just one of an you know, ungodly amount of blockchains that are oh, out this. there whether it's for financial currencies or for like hospitals are getting into this world because it's easier for them to securely move data to multiple uh facilities
1: yes yes well <laughs> you know you're, you're you're right about uh bitcoin and it's all of its progeny but uh yeah i i see in the in the blockchain um the the uh, the opportunity. I mean, you look at, a, an, at an NTF now. You think, what is it really? Well, it's a certificate of ownership, and and uh, but that could be important if it. Right now, the certificates are for cartoon characters that are somebody digitally prepared, yeah. and everybody. You think about that. Well, that's not serious. That can't be, that can't be going anywhere. But if you think of it in terms of being able to have your the title to your home mm-hmm. your, your the ownership of your car all kinds of documents that um w- would be protectable and easily accessed and and transacted uh if it goes that direction it'll be a, a, a tremendous thing
0: and, and as a millennial 35 so i i've the realm of video games has been through my entire lifespan it, people didn't realize like there's all these skins and things and uh, licensed things that are in video games that use NFT technology ultimately to make sure that digital information is securely only going to the people that purchased it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it, if you kind of use your imagination and creativity, I think you can see that there are many other uses for it in, in, in everyday life. I mean, uh, and, and as, Um, money transfer is another area i mean Mm. we have this monumental swift program that run handles transfers of money all over the world constantly zillions of dollars Um, that that doesn't necessarily have to be uh and it could be just between you and i Mm -hmm. uh, without going to our individual banks through the swift system etc etc So it it could uh, uh, really facilitate transactions, especially internationally. Now there's dangers with that. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, people worry about money laundering and things like that. But um, there's dangers with all of it and and it has to be managed carefully.
0: And and over time, just like with the regular internet, it will mainstream at some point and then hopefully, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> become a little more secure as time goes on. It's not like the old days where people doing just direct server websites and such. Now we got Facebook, which just yes. exploded, and they yes. they do money transfers and stuff like that. And you know it's secure. And I'd imagine over the next decade or two here, you're going to see a considerable considerable amount of uh, blockchain technology equally yes. become as mainstream.
1: Yes, I, I I believe that's true, and 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 it's going to be going to surprise us as we get into it, and. And of course, now we're talking about Web 3 yeah. and trying to make it a little more uh, local and decentralized. Uh, a lot, awful lot is happening. It's a, it's a very as the old saying, we live in an interesting time. And I truly believe that uh, uh, if if you're in the intellectual property world, that's where it's going to happen
0: feels to me very i I made this metaphor my last question basically but it reminds me very much of the early 2000s when the internet really blew up and came more mainstream and graduating from high school in 2006 like i was in one of the first uh classes that were on facebook going into college and it's it's very reminiscent of that it's just very early still in some of this yeah
1: it it certainly is i uh, i'll have to say uh uh, and Adam, I go back a, long, a lot farther than that to, to the to the, the teletype machine and and, and, and that level. But uh, but you're right; it has uh, changed. But I, I think it's a uh, it's an interesting time, right now.
0: Although we primarily talk to discuss the law specifically and to potential law students and such on the show, I feel like it, you mentioned at the beginning, intellectual property valuation is very important to those in the realm of business, generally speaking, well away from from what you would consider, consider the legal side. If you're a business student, I mean, what are some things that you should consider learning about as a student or if you're considering a legal education that uh, may be useful for you as you go into the professional world? well hiring AUs or <laughs> no uh, um it's
1: it's it's yeah, that's that's an interesting question i basically i would say a, a a light mba would would be helpful but the other the other side of it and and the i'm going to be lecturing about this um there's a good deal of creativity involved in in valuing intellectual property because it's so versatile and so movable. if you're appraising a building, it can't go anywhere and it only has limited uses. Uh, whereas if you have a if you own a brand or if you own a patent or some uh, proprietary technology, it can go anywhere and and you need to have the basic investment principles but you need to be a little creative too because you need to consider what is the potential for exploitation here Um, so it uh, i would say some creativity but basic in business investment knowledge would be helpful
0: and I'd assume basically the same would be for business law students that are going into the business side of things. It would yes. be important for yes. very similar
1: reasons. No, no question about it. I mean, I've done a lot of litigation, a lot of expert witnessing, and the best uh, attorneys that I have worked with were rather well-versed in the financial side of business and understood uh, look be able to look at a balance sheet and, and get something out of it. Uh, rather than simply the, the the law and the litigation part of it so uh, it's it's a very helpful skill for anybody going to deal with intellectual property i think
0: so we skipped over this at the beginning but what is aus the company you're the director of
1: well uh we we're kind of a a little conglomerate mm-hmm. uh the, probably the biggest uh piece of our business right now is market research mm. Uh, and we do a lot of work in the social sciences um, ab- about m- markets and then, and that sort of thing. It's, uh, but we also have a group that does co- concentrates in intellectual property valuation. And so we, we do, uh, I and my colleagues have done that for, for quite a long time. Uh, and it was, it was really in the in the 80s, the late 80s, that intellectual property began to really get a lot of attention in this country, because companies were had those kind of assets. It, the The printing press was not so important. The big building was not so important. We realized that wow, there's there's a lot of other things. There's software, people, and and brands and that sort of thing. And so uh, that's where it got its its real momentum. And now, as I say, it's a uh, Probably 80% of the assets of worldwide business are intangible or intellectual property.
0: After Professor Gordon B. Smith, Director of AUS, thank you so much for joining me.
1: You're most welcome
0: once again, this is, we're uh, recording at the Intellectual Property Summer Institute, which play, takes place every summer here at UNH Franklin Pierce School of Law. You can learn more about it at law.unh.edu slash IPSI. Thanks for listening to The Legal Impact presented by UNH Franklin Pierce School of Law. To help us for a word about the show, please be sure to subscribe and comment on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Get the back episodes of the show and podcast links at law.unh.edu slash podcast.